0: And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley, And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy
1: group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and
0: accessible. So stay tuned because, in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks.
1: (laughs) We're always so bad at starting the episode. I know. It doesn't start. I I realized when we did the e course that
0: I always start everything with. So now we're going to talk about... You do say that a lot. but I, you know what I do a lot is I say, right? Like, almost oh, like I'm, so like, <laughs> making sure you agree with me because that is, like... I need mean, the validation. It's like an internalized patriarchy type of thing to do, right? I do that in sessions. I'll be like, um... Does that make sense?
1: Sh- yes. Yes. Does that make
0: sense? Does that make sense? Or, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know like... Yeah, I think only women say that. Do you think that that I is... I think that is... Right? A socially, like, feminist Have you ever, seen, fe- like thing have you ever
1: seen those videos that's, like... Say this instead of this. Yes, I love those. We should do a whole episode on that. We would be bad at that because... We don't know what we're doing. I need to really work on not saying I'm sorry so much. Right. I say I'm sorry about... If someone like... (laughs) Here's (laughs) your
0: reminder that we're humans. First. Therapist. Second. (laughs) If if
1: someone like body checks me on the street by accident,
0: I'll be like... (laughs) I'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Well, you know what's funny, right? Is like, I, so I have a toddler, I have a two and a half year old. Um, uh, people listening to this are probably like, why does she say that all the time? But like, you know, so not everyone goes back and listens to previous episodes. Right. Sometimes they just come in for the topic. So and, you gotta she give gets, a little,
1: and she gets older.
0: Yeah. Got it. So, so you know, they, you know what they say about kids is that the days are long, but the years are short. Oh, wow. Yes. That's, huh.
1: That's how i feel and just in my own life
0: <laughs> yeah i guess that's true right, <laughs> right. i guess that's true for most things yes, yes i think you're very very right there <laughs> um uh, but she says sorry a lot and like uh, so like what's well, something we do is saying like you know you do not need to say i'm sorry like she'll be like she'll spill something and be like i'm so so oh when she so she gets really car sick when she throws up in the car she says i'm so so sorry oh my god and i think it's because i say i'm like i'm like when she's like feeling bad i like one of the things I used to do is, be like, I'm really sorry you're hurting. And then I stopped doing that because after, like, reading more and educating more. Because we don't work with kids. Right. Right? Like, that's, like, not we part of our. It. Pr- yeah. Yeah. And, like, that's, like, not also, like, early childhood development is very different. So, than it's working, a t- yes. completely different type of therapy. So, then when I, like, really, like, read a lot, you're, like, not supposed to say I'm sorry for feeling that. It's, like, I. I understand why you're feeling mad right but like so then i had to switch this and then i like you know and here's the way you fuck your kids act <laughs> accidentally right so like for anyone listening it's like i don't want to fuck my kids up you will um even when you <laughs> and try then not go to. to therapy yes and that brings up our intro into our topic today which is expectations for relationships right expectations that our parents won't screw us up or that people won't make mistakes right like And we started talking about this because we have this new e-course that's out, which is Making the Most of Your Marriage. You can check it out on our website, therapygroup.com. And one of the modules on the e-course is expectations and boundaries. And when we were doing this, we started talking a lot about expectations and relationships. And we're like, oh, let's do an entire episode about this.
1: Because it's so important. And I don't think we, right, as we were talking about it on our e-course, we talked a lot about how our expectations are subconscious to us, right? We we don't even realize what our expectations are. And we get them from so many different sources growing up. Right. So like Millie has an expectation
0: that she needs to apologize. (laughs) Yeah. Or right. Or she has an expectation. Mom comes home from work at a certain time. I mean, like even my dog has an expectation. Right. So my dog's used to getting a walk first thing in the morning. So every morning my dog wakes up and he goes right to where it is. Like we're trained for very specific things. So then when you go into adulthood and it's different, sometimes you still have different expectations. Right. Like if I grew up in a family that, always had dinner together every single night, then I might in a relationship be like why don't we do this and my partner's like what are you talking about I've never done that with my family so like we have sometimes these expectations that we don't even realize and they're not necessarily bad they could just potentially be problematic at some point
1: it could cause conflict I think that's yes that's we want to help you make these subconscious expectations more conscious because the more conscious that you are the more you can make changes to it or you can recognize okay why am I so reactive to this Mm -hmm. like so reactive to the this difference or maybe this change in our relationship because you had a certain expectation that things wouldn't change or that there would be no growth or so we wanted to go into different categories of relationships right yeah. and like where I mean
0: we could talk about some of our expectations yeah. in relationships in general okay so all right so I am going to put you out there okay. then, which is like the, you know the meanest thing I can do to you, Jen. Right? But like, let I mean, talk- no,
1: just making me be on the podcast in general. I think <laughs> just trumps jumps it all. <laughs> okay. Well,
0: expectations that your business partner wouldn't convince you to make a podcast. There yeah. you go. <laughs> expectations that I would never be on a podcast. Yes, there in you go, and not and as opposed to doing it every single right. week. Um, what are some expectations mm. you had in your romantic relationships, even um previous or present? I
1: think one of them that we talk about a lot is that things are going to be
0: 50-50.
1: Ooh, <laughs> ooh, this Jagger. one. And I think that I still have that expectation a lot of times.
0: You know, we call that as, like, a fairness interject, right? Yes. So, like, people will talk about, like, there are certain things that, like, I am easily um, uh, have a, a emotional activation to, right? And, like, we call those, it's, you know... There's all these different types of theories, right? And so one of these theories believes in like these interjects, like I have these things that hit me. So there's like this fairness interject that if things are not fair, which often we associate with fifty-fifty, that something is wrong. Yes.
1: So I think that that in and of itself is an expectation that I continually work on. I th- what do you? So what do you think what do the percentage? So what do you think the percentage in your marriage is? Oof. I think that, like, in terms of housework, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, he does the
0: deep... Wait, I was going to say, Bill loves cleaning. He
1: he does the deep cleaning. Yeah. Like, I'll do the maintenance, and he does the deep cleaning. But the thing is, the deep cleaning
0: only happens sporadically. The maintenance Mm. happens more often. I mean, you have to, like, right? Like, tidying your house is, like, an ongoing every single day thing. Absolutely. And so that throws me off in terms of, like... So then what happens when that's activated within you? Like if
1: I'm doing a lot of the maintenance and he's not, I like start getting upset and I start vigorously cleaning.
0: To make a point.
1: Yeah, to make a point. Nice and and passive aggressive. Very good. Here's another really good passive aggressive thing I do and he calls me out on it all the time. I'll be like, oh, I, um, I made dinner. I washed all the dishes and I... Oh, you list. I list it all. I do this too
0: it's so how many people do how many people listening to yeah this? Like, like
1: raise if you are listening to this raise your hand <laughs> if you also do that it's so hard not to you like what well, and, and he'll, yes and he'll always well, feel also like, it sounds <laughs> like
0: what you're saying is like i really really want to be acknowledged right like the healthier yeah. thing for me
1: to do would be to say hey listen i've been doing a lot of this maintenance work it's getting a little overwhelming for me can you help me with this yes
0: it is really hard for me to ask for help well is that what you want or do you want to be acknowledged I think either one
1: would work. I think I would take either. I really do. Like, Mm -hmm. I would like to be – I mean, I think acknowledge – but he does acknowledge. He's really good at acknowledging. Like, when I do things, it's just like – I think I, I just want to list it. So well, like, I think I'm exhausted.
0: It's also well, it's also funny, right? Because like I have a similar thing in my house. Not that my husband does deep cleaning because I'm a cleaning person. Um and I pay Smart. someone to do that because that was a fight in my relationship. So I was like, oh, let's instead budget our money out in an appropriate Smart. way to have someone else help with this. And the funny thing though that all notice is my husband can withhold way more of a mess than i can Mm. right so my thing is that like i get very sensory overloaded like i find it incredibly overwhelming part of it i'm sure is adhd part of it is um like sensory stuff that like it can be very overwhelming especially with having a kid there's just fucking shit everywhere like and even no pets right dog what why do dogs they they are children. I I Muffy has the you know his Lu, toys everywhere. Yeah,
1: Louis' toys are
0: everywhere. everywhere. So I'm like they're always in the bed. It yes. looks like I have a million toys yes. in my bed. I'm always picking up dog stuff, right? So like but my husband is also fine with there being clutter in the house. Mm. He can like ignore that. I cannot. Like it's really activating for me. It's really hard for me to relax. And so it's also one of the things where like if it bothers you, you can't necessarily expect your partner to even notice it in the same right. way right because it bothers me because my husband must be like just leave it in the sink what's the big deal yeah and I'm like nah.
1: <laughs> see like I'm way more like Aaron and you can ignore Bill it Bill is way more, well because he his growing up his house was very cluttered so he mm. there was like um, his, his parents were you know kind yeah. of orders yeah and so he's very sensitive to any sort of clutter right like if there's
0: anything which is funny because like my husband's house was cluttered growing up but they also because there was four kids oh. in one small house but it didn't bother yeah it didn't right? bother him
1: and he probably got used to it
0: yeah he's like he this can is, handle it. yes it's
1: really interesting because it's like a similar
0: situation yes. which goes to show you we all right like grow up different like you could grow up having a very similar experience and it affects you in a very very different way so this is the expectations of what it goes into in our relationship and the problematic thing or potentially conflict issues is that what do I do with that (laughs) what do I do with these expectations and we'll talk about it we talk about it in our e-course in a way of like um Conscious and unconscious contracts, which we've talked about also in other episodes as well. We'll bring up this term again, which is conscious contracts are um, when we have kids, when we get married, we will have kids. Unconscious contract is hmm, when we get married, I think he'll stop drinking. So it's like the thing and which you is like voiced an, it's it's like an internal.
1: internalized idea of yes, what's going to happen. Exactly.
0: And we don't just have these in romantic relationships. We have these in work relationships one of the things I've heard a ton of people say especially I mean you know it's really hard not for me but to make a, friends as adults yeah uh, you know me I'll talk I mean I'm talking I'm to everyone. Anyway. The, the, the cashier at CVS is my best friend right but like <laughs> it's really yes, amazing you know me so my issue is not that but for most people it is very very challenging to not make in, friends as adults. you're
1: not in as like small groups Exactly. We're growing up, where it it becomes easier to make friends.
0: And so I think for some of us, we go into maybe a new workplace thinking like, oh, I'm gonna end up really close with my coworkers, or it's gonna we're gonna go to happy hours together, we're gonna have this experience. And I've had many clients come in that have a lot of disappointments that they're not making those relationships that feel like they were really hoping and went in with this expectation. And it ends up being actually quite heartbreaking for them. Because
1: others who are at work maybe don't have that expectation, maybe they're like, I just want to go in, put my head down, and not make friends at work. It's almost like us going into grad school. Oh.
0: I was like, I'm going to go into Okay, grad that was school. you, but I was there to party.
1: No, no, but <laughs> my expectation going in was just like, okay, like, I'm going to learn. I'm going to become a therapist. This is going to be great. Like, if I meet friends, great. If I don't, like, no problem. And she was like, my expectation is
0: I am meeting friends. Yeah. But I do better. I also do better Socially, like I like having people to yes. talk to. I am I, that's like a big recharge, right? That's part of my extrovert, yes. part of myself. Um, and so it's true. And so my expectations got met, and because you had very low <laughs> expectations, yours ended up okay. That's the too. thing. If you have low expectations, they always get met. That's, well, there we go. That's one safe way to be. But how about for the people that maybe went having those expectations and then didn't, didn't. find anyone they really vibed with? Right. And it can be very disappointing. Yes. And so
1: then how do you deal with that disappointment? Right. Yeah. Do you kind of grieve this idea of, OK, this is what grad school or this is what work was going to look like. Mm-hmm. I was going to meet all these friends as an adult and oh, I started this new job. Yeah. Everyone's young. And so like I can find my crew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then if that's not met. Right. It's it's grieving and maybe changing that expectation expectation over time
0: anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner the planning the shopping the prep figuring out the timing it's a little heavy to carry huh same that's why i am so grateful for hungry root the food quality simple recipes true tastiness and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer when getting started, you take a fun, short quiz, and Hungry Will Get to Know You, What You Like to Eat, and More. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper, chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. You gotta try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's gotta taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to hungryroot.com slash shrinkchicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's hungryroot.com slash shrinkchicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. David Burns, who wrote the Feeling Good Handbook, um, which is if you're someone who has a lot of anxiety and is looking for something. It's a big book. It's it's a very large book. Actually, The book itself, the size of it's anxiety producing. (laughs) But it is for, it's a great book um, if you're interested in starting that journey and and you're someone who really likes um, homework and activities. The Feeling Good Handbook, David Burns talks about that frustration is when um, our expectations don't meet reality, Mm. right? So I thought that the, here's a great one. We're doing construction on our house right now. Both of us. Both of us. <laughs> everything has been delayed. That's this is bad. because every person, because everyone has been doing construction on their house. Right. Everything's delayed. Everything's I, back. I, I have
1: been waiting for
0: a front door for like <laughs> six months. <laughs> So, right. So like, so, okay. there's a there's a situation that like when expectations do not meet reality, it brings up the frustration. And then what do you do with that? Because you can't make that door come any faster. I can't make my partner care more about the mess. Right. there's certain things where like that's when we hit a point of like we've talked about radical acceptance. Well, because I I think a piece of it is. Okay,
1: what do you have control of and what don't you have control of, right? And so if you hold on to this old expectation and it's not being met uh, because of something you don't have control over, then the only option there is to change your expectation or Mm -hmm. you are met with this internal frustration. You have control over changing or editing those expectations, Yeah, you don't have control over any sort of external forces.
0: I don't have control over the fact that I don't have a door <laughs> that fits in my house. Yes, yeah. I don't have control over that. You know, And I think I've heard people, I've actually heard people express more flexibility in the work one and in the, the romantic one as opposed to the friendship one. Mm. I think that we specifically, people that identify as women, tend to have very high expectations for their friendships. would you say would be you have the experience? Absolutely. right. And if you and I know and we've done an episode about this about how like it is once again this idea of like disenfranchised grief. like when you have a romantic breakup, there's a whole conversation about it like but when you have a friendship breakup, it is completely fucking heartbreaking yes. and there's not a great way to grieve. and we often have unrealistic expectations or unspoken expectations in our friendships.
1: And it made me think of kind of the piece of like, if we're going through something difficult, Mm -hmm. right? Like if we're struggling in our relationship and you're like, okay, I want to call this person. Like I need to lean on this friend in some way. You know, we always say, oh, you know, our friends are supposed to be there for us. There's some sayings that, like, I can't think of, definitely, like, cliche corny sayings that I can't think of, where we're like, our friends are supposed to be there no matter what. The, the difficult thing is if your friend is also going through something, yeah, right? No matter what. That's no, a... That's
0: a. <laughs> no matter what.
1: Well, and I think we bring that into our romantic relationships, too, oh, right? True. Like, our partner is supposed to complete us. They're supposed to be there for us whenever we're struggling with something. But the problem is if your partner is struggling, too, if your friends are also going through something, if they they have a lot of stress, yeah, there are times in which our friends and our partners and our family cannot be there for us. And so if we have that expectation of they can only be my friend and they can only hold that title, if they're, they're, they can be there for me whenever I'm struggling, yeah. and if they're not there, not only am I just hurt. But they kind of lose that title. Mm. That is, it's a lot
0: of pressure to put on your friendships. Yeah. Really high expectations. My first thought when you were going into this is like, do you remember, it, it brings me back to a very middle school part of myself, oh, which right. was AIM profiles in MySpace Top 8. Yes. And there would be like a <laughs> quote in your AIM profile and then like the initials, right? Like, JC. <laughs> And you like got in a fight with someone, yes. or like didn't go to their sleepover. You got knocked down in your ranking. Same thing with like the MySpace top eight. It was right? such a passive aggressive way to tell, so, to tell tell oh someone my. that they got knocked down,
1: right? Or you like, would put like a Dave Matthews quote about like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I don't know, I don't know what does Dave Matthews say about who the fuck knows. But you know what I mean. You would put like a yes. or like a dashboard confessional yes. quote. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. God, yeah.
0: Well, you know we love that. We went to a
1: dashboard confessional concert together. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was fucking awesome amazing and then we went
0: to the casino afterwards <laughs> we did <laughs> yes. i don't remember that part yeah we did I was upset. did we lose a lot of money i don't think we lost a lot but I we probably, definitely we didn't we did, gain, I, any, we I didn't gain any that's after. for sure yeah
1: if i go to this casino and lose like a hundred dollars i am so devastated I don't know, we, we
0: got french fries and burgers and milkshakes afterwards okay that probably made me happy. yeah that probably made you happy <laughs> too so okay so uh, yeah it brings you back to this time of like there's been times where we have felt very hurt and very abandoned by people and we're not really great at saying that yeah right we're really good at maybe passively letting people know right making jokes about it or making snarky comments but actually saying like hey i'm struggling and i feel like you haven't been here and i think this is one of the things about like how do you the hard part is when you've had a relationship for a very long time how do you switch the communication to have direct acknowledgement right like when you've
1: been friends for so long yes like when you're younger i mean when you're older too like no one teaches you how to do this we're trying yeah we're trying to teach everyone how to do this yes try and teach ourselves how to do this still um but no one teaches you how to do this so if if you have these really long friendships where that has not been a part of your communication it takes really changing the way in which you're communicating in those relationships Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think that that switch is harder than starting a new relationship And being like, okay, this is how it is off the bat.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, totally. It's always more difficult to change a dynamic than start a dynamic. A new one. So, as we talk about, right, insight, awareness. So, how do you start to get awareness of these internalized beliefs about how relationships should be? Mm, Okay, I have a thought. Yes.
1: I think as you, me. I, you know I'm all about like noticing what's happening internally you right are, you so love an internal world I love an internal world and an internal monologue so mm-hmm. I think as you go about your day and you have these interactions with people um, and you notice the pain points right like you notice the times in which you're like ooh like I feel rejected or like I I expected this to happen and it didn't happen yeah. right like to almost Take note of your internal world and how it's affecting you on a day-to-day basis, Mm -hmm. because once again, our goal here is to make these subconscious expectations more conscious to you. And if they're not conscious to you, then it's you have to recognize them first. Yeah. So taking note of those pain points of oh, you know, even if someone says something very small that you're like ooh, like that that you know made me uncomfortable or that didn't feel good in some way. Or if you're expressing something and the other person, you know, isn't responding or they're not right in your relationship. If you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm expecting my partner to come home and like help me clean and they go right upstairs and they do work or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. When you're like, oh, like now I'm going to be passive aggressive. If you notice you being passive aggressive, ask yourself.
0: What's going on for me right yeah. now? I saw a really um, Renee from the Mom Room podcast, oh. who I think I'm going to be on her podcast. Yes. I'm super excited. I love her. And she did a really good Instagram post about this where she talked about um, feeling... She had this expectation when her partner would come home from work that they would have, like, at least, like, 15 minutes of family time. So she would, like, be in the playroom with her son and her husband would walk in and he, like, goes to the kitchen to do something very helpful, like the dishes, right? Like, he was doing what he thought was right. But she noticed that she kept feeling a ton of rage towards him. Mm. As opposed to what she realized was that, like, for her, it was really important to have just a small amount of reconnection time when he first came home. And when she was able to verbalize that, it switched the entire thing. Right right he did not know she might not even she might she didn't know right she was just having a reaction and i thought that that was a really really great example of what we're sort of talking about here is when you have these expectations Right? How do you figure out what they are? And first of all, once again, zoom into your body. Where am I having the reaction from? Where do you feel it? Yes. For some of us, we've talked about this, maybe anger, you're feeling it in your hands. Maybe anxiety, you're feeling it in your stomach. Maybe if you're shut down, you're feeling your whole body start to feel very cementy, right? Like that's one of the things we can feel. Like not all of us have shut down as also an emotional reaction. Yes. It's not just screaming. Shutting down is also a reaction.
1: That's a really important point yeah, that probably I, yes. touches on so many different things because yes. I think so often the person who withdraws or shuts down mm-hmm. is almost seen as like okay they're the one who's like keeping the peace or um you know not the one who's emotionally reactive yeah but you are also emotionally reactive and that is absolutely my move
0: yes <laughs> really Could you what a
1: surprise interesting you Jennifer never but you know you know I think we're mis- <laughs> I I <laughs> I think we're missing a big big topic, yeah, which is our expectations with our family. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash chicks. That's P R O S E dot com slash And I I think a big one with our parents, right? Or our caregivers. And because, you know, whether you're seeing it in the media or there's these expectations Mm -hmm. of my caregivers should be there for me in this way. So often it does not match reality.
0: I know. Let's take a big breath with that one. Who did you think and who did the world tell you that your parents should be? Right? Right were you told that a mom should always be super feminine and nurturing were you told that a man um, that a father should be slightly disengaged were you told that you should have a mother and a father as opposed to two moms or two dads or grandparents or aunts right or some other different type of caregiver you know like any of these things that we got the idea of um there's a really great quote that um, a lot so of pre, that, or not quote song that like a lot of preschools do. Is it Dave Matthews? <laughs> <laughs> Did Dave Matthews no, like? Some people have a mommy. Some people have a daddy. Some people have two mommies, and that's a family. Some people have a auntie. Some people have two daddies. Some people have a grandma, and that's a family, right? Like that. Oh like, my yeah. God! The like, thank lot of, God, yeah. things are you know like progressing. A, yes, right? I don't I think, think I was, was like, ever
1: taught that.
0: No, of course we fucking weren't. So that was beautiful. You have just a gorgeous voice. <laughs> Just and that's when people turn off the show. Here it is. If you've <laughs> stayed this long. Let us know <laughs> um, if that if that didn't scare you away. We'll see what happens next. um But right, so like it's so true. So like now, there's a lot more different conversations. But I think a lot of us still want like the stupid Brady Bunch. Like which is funny, right? Because that was still that was well, their widows, I guess. Right? I think are they. I never actually really watched the Brady Bunch besides the very Brady sequel oh, wait, when they went to White. They widows? That's yes. interesting. Except for then I think in one of the movies that came out that she wasn't I have no idea there's No, actually, I don't know Right. That so means. okay <laughs> but this idea of like they give us this great advice and they're always there and for you. And they sit right? down oh was,
1: okay like full house like right like at the end okay, right like better something example. happens full house there's always sit you down right first of all the whole family lives in the house and like there's really not that much conflict yes. which would just is just a true miracle. Yes. And at the end there's a moral where someone an adult is sitting the child down and talking through um, the experience and you get this kind of huge lesson at the end it's so beautiful did that ever happen to anyone didn't happen to me did it happen to you no no chance yeah. there was more for me it was more like everyone just like laughed and brushed it under the rug <laughs> right like let's make jokes and brush it under the rug that's pretty much how we dealt with everything
0: I feel like my mom would have a blow up and my dad would shut down Ooh. and then we would all get mad at my mom and she took the brunt of all of our anger oh, wow. and my dad got to be the good guy even though he was just like yeah he just because he disengaged right yeah. And that's the
1: thing. The person who disengages, like...
0: They often get to be the good guy. They yes. get to look more calm, cool, and collective. Yes. And then the other person who's more reactive... Looks like the bad guy, yes. right? Like, oh, that's the crazy one. But it's a dynamic. Oh, Two to tango. Okay. <laughs> so that's a huge one, right? And I think that there is a part that at what point do we stop carrying this around? One of my favorite things to talk about with my clients currently is if your parents had the parents they needed who would they have been able to be to you as a parent? Mm. This did not start at one place. This is, once again, the intergenerational transmission process of what has been passed down through generation to generation, right? And it also goes to, if you haven't and are interested, um, that book, Children of Emotionally Immature Parents, mm-hmm. which is fabulous, which goes into a lot of this stuff we're talking about, but we can keep carrying this resentment and anger with us and sometimes it also causes us to overcompensate mm. in our relationships. Mm. Right? That I think that's really important, right? And like, that's we don't talk about enough.
1: Absolutely, because when you, right, as you become an adult, right, and you start to recognize that your parents are also adults and maybe you're doing the emotional work, right? Like you're going to therapy, you are you're working on yourself and you start to realize that your parents are imperfect people. Mm-hmm. And there's some options there, right? Like we can hold on to that resentment of, okay, they, they have never been the parent that I needed them to be. And you keep expecting them to be that parent. Right. Like I, I'm going to, I think a big one that I hear a lot is like, I'm going to tell them this. I'm going to tell them something, right? Like I'm going to tell my parents something. I'm going to expect them to react in this way Mm -hmm. that I need them to react. Yes. And so often that's not happening. Right. Whether they're being critical (laughs) or they are kind of shutting down or they're not, you know, whatever you're, they're not having a reaction. Um, but sometimes we're like, OK, I'm still going to hold on to this expectation and then maybe I'll try even harder next time. And when I do that, I'm going to express that to them and then, then maybe they'll react in the yeah. way I want them to. Yeah. Right. And so we put all this pressure on ourselves to do something different so that they have a re- the reaction that we expect them to yeah. have as opposed to saying. OK, maybe they're never going to meet that expectation. Yeah.
0: And, and giving yourself like space to grieve and have grace for that, right? Like that's a very legit thing to grieve. That's um, hard. Yes, for all types of expectation, right? If I had an expectation that my partner was going to really show up for me in postpartum and then they end up getting really bad postpartum depression. Well, there goes that expectation. And that's not like someone's intention. Like sometimes shit happens, right? And that doesn't mean we're not allowed to have... Space to grieve and to be sad about this and to process it. It just means at what point do we release? Right, right. And, and
1: it, 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 you know, we're talking about it like it's, it's like kind of one thing, right? Like we. It's never one thing, and yeah. it's never one thing. Like this is such a process, right? That and it might take having these experiences with your parents caregivers relationships over and over again where you're realizing that your expectations aren't being met and every time that that happens you get the choice to grieve that what your expectation was and what that your expectation of the relationship was and to edit it right so like next time you go to your partner or your parents to say something where you can go into it this is where the kind of action comes in Mm -hmm. right you can go into it saying okay I realized that my original expectation was that they're going to respond to me in this way, but I know that that's never happened before.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know that that's never happened historically, before. Historically there's no evidence there. Right. Yeah. And
1: and I think that's a question to ask yourself. Like historically, has that have have my yeah. expectations ever been met? Yeah. Right. If it's one time out of a million times, then like chances are low.
0: <laughs> right. It's true. It's totally true. Like your, right. Ch- yeah. The
1: chances of you being disappointed are much higher. Yeah. And so if you go into it saying, okay, I'm going to change my expectation this time. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they probably won't respond to me. Or maybe I don't go to them this time. Yeah. You know, maybe I go to someone else. Yeah. Who can give me what I need in these moments mm-hmm. that sometimes our caregivers aren't able to give us what we need sometimes our partners aren't able to give us what we need
0: well it's and it's and it's great plug for chosen family right like it's a great fucking plug to say like there are other people that can give you caregiving and nurturing and all of these other stuff and like how do we start to create that like that's what we talk about is community care and you know I like what you said a lot about this aspect of like what can you do with it right like who else can you go to i think there's something incredibly important there and it's a reality check yeah which sometimes sucks Yes. It sucks most of the time. <laughs> it sucks most of the time, right? And I think that's the thing. And like, as always, our disclaimer is like, no, at no point is abuse acceptable, neglect right. acceptable, right? That like, has always been disclaimer. Of course, like 100 fucking percent. When we talk about this stuff, we are not talking about situations where there's abuse or intimate partner Yeah, do violence. not lower your yes. expectations there. But it is important for you to sit here and take from this episode, what is happening for me? What are my expectations? What... Are my partner's expectations what are my expectations from work from my relationships from my family and how am i maybe subconsciously or unconsciously putting those out there and then getting very disappointed or very hurt or does it put me in a place where screw them they can't give it to me i cut them off completely because that is still a reaction that's still a reaction right like that isn't you know I, I think that we're a society that's like quick for cutoff. it's easier actually i don't know if that's true
1: I think it depends on the person.
0: I think it's totally. Depends. <laughs> I
1: think that's always our and the answer. culture,
0: right? And the culture, the community around it. You know, like exactly. some cultural but communities, I, like you cannot, you're not. But I do. To cut off. I
1: think once again, I know I'm going back to the disclaimer. Like there are times when cutoff is is important for your safety. Right, yes. like that boundary is important for you, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so to really think about, like, just as M said, what's realistic in this situation right yes and i think media really fucks us up too right (laughs) like movies movies media like really fucks us up like how we grew up with this idea of like this is how your romantic like disney movies completely screwed us right like this is how your relationship should look also the
0: man was always, like, the savior. Oh, I man, of course. Well, it's funny. Well, it's funny you just said that, right? Like, because I was thinking, I started also thinking about diet culture when you talk mm-hmm. about, like, the media, because, of course. Yes. And um, a girlfriend of mine is pregnant right now. Um, and uh, I was helping her move her stuff last week. And we were going through a lot of stuff. And I was like, all right, well, what do you want to do about, like, this stuff? And she was like, honestly, I'm not going to fit into that. And I was like, oh. Like, after pregnancy, I was like, are you sure? And she, like, looked at me. And she was like, I'm I'm sure. She was like, my body was very small before I am aware that, you know what I mean? Like she had like such an honest, like realistic thought about it. And I was like, cool, let's goodwill it. You know, like let's just get rid of it then, right? Like, And I think that that is another thing diet culture puts on us is the expectation. And I think that that happens a lot with postpartum is like the breastfeeding is going to help me lose the weight or I'm going to get back to that previous like pre-baby body or like whatever these things are. Keeping your old jeans. How many of us still have items from high school?
1: Can we, do this be another, like, raise our hand? Yeah, raise like? your hand,
0: right? Like, why? Yeah, I don't know. Like, are you actually ever going to wear those? Like, why do we hold on to them, right? So, like, another thing is, like, what are my expectations on myself mm. for my body, for my growth, for my success? Like, you have to have, like, a really honest conversation about, like, what do you expect from yourself? And, like, is it too much?
1: And you know, maybe
0: you had a goal right
1: This is different than like goals for yourself yeah. right if you had a goal for like work, right I'm gonna reach this and maybe you have kids in that and and you're you're overwhelmed and maybe you're you have to edit those expectations as you move forward like okay, maybe that's no longer working for me mm-hmm. right so like your
0: expectations about on yourself can change over time Let, we gotta get to dear em and jen so we can, we can talk about this forever forever but here's your takeaway from it write it down write down go through your expectations if this relates you a lot and you're in a romantic relationship and you're looking you can do our e-course but this is that's also, a module that's a module right but also you can do this at home of saying like okay like realistically like what are my expectations on myself of my family of my relationship of my work of any of those things i'm a fucking dog walker i don't know like what in <laughs> any type of relationship in your life what are the expectations Am I voicing them? Does the other person know? Do I know? Do I even know? And how do I then change that dialogue so it's more direct, more honest, and we're leaving less room for um, difficult feelings of, of heart and anger and right. stuff? And miscommunication. Dear M and Jen. Dear Em and Jen, ready? I'm ready. Dear Em and Jen,
1: how do I deal with a selfish future father-in-law? <laughs> He always had... <laughs> He always prioritizes his current girlfriend over his son, gets upset when my fiancé won't drop everything to help him, is constantly trying to guilt trip, and tries to use money to manipulate situations. While we have been planning our wedding, he tried to convince my fiancé's mother to withhold money because my fiancé wouldn't leave work to run an errand for my future father-in-law, and recently he threatened to not attend at all if we don't invite additional guests. We are planning a small wedding and set boundaries about who would be invited before speaking with any family members about financial support he agreed to uh he agreed to them and invites and invites had are my apologies invites had already been sent when he made the request it's truly exhausting and heartbreaking to see him act this way towards his son how do i navigate this situation and support my fiance especially since i obviously have no control over their relationship oh what are your thoughts first which you go to well, I mean, first you, response, give it to me. Since we're talking about expectations, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? The expectations that we have
0: for expectations that he's not going to be a jerk, right? Right. The expectations my father-in-law will be nice and not a jerk, right? There we go. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, but I think
1: the expectations that we have for our parents, that we have for our partners' parents, right? That for our whole lives we build up our expectations for our own family of origin right mm-hmm. and we and really understand that then you get a whole
0: other one then you get a deal with
1: <laughs> and so to be able like that's a whole process you have to go through yes you know to be like okay now I have to understand my partner's family and yeah. their family dynamic and what are my you know maybe my expectations that I have built up for my family of origin have to be very different than what my partner's experiencing Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um and I it is so hard to see our partners struggle in their relationships. Yeah, it's horrible. Right? It's yeah. it's so painful because too, it we feel kind of helpless, right? Like what are we supposed to do? And
0: and let me just tell you, like weddings bring up a lot of family shit. It brings up everything. So I guess what but what this person is asking, the actual question was, how do I navigate this situation and support my fiance? And I think that is when you go into that direct conversation with your fiance and say, like, how do you feel about this, right? Because there's a certain amount when it's our own family of origin. If, if, if I've had a difficult parent, um, I've learned certain ways to handle it. And sometimes that's avoidance. Sometimes that's anger. Sometimes that's shoving shit under the rug. So I th- think first a direct communication with your partner of how do you want to handle this, and then how do we want to handle this, right? right? And if the way that they're handling it doesn't work for you, if be like, listen, like, I actually can't not say anything like this feels really important to me that I need to speak up, then I would go to your partner and say that directly, right? Because some of us really learned, this is a skill that people learn early in childhood, which is to counterbalance. If I grew up in a family where there's high emotional reactivity, then my parents took up a lot of space. I learned to counterbalance that. And so when I learned to counterbalance that early in childhood, I will often take that in where I'm very, very, very good at letting things go and justifying behavior and being like, well, that's just who my dad is, whatever. And so I think you have to say like, hey, like this worked for you, but like what about our life? Mm-hmm. Because this probably won't be the last tough situation you're in. I think wedding planning is super tough and I think it brings up a lot, but it's not going to be the last tough thing. No
1: chance. Well, also I think creating a boundary around your relationship is something that all couples have to learn when they're forming their own family, Mm -hmm. right? Because there was a boundary around your family of origin growing up. And then when you um, get married, right, or you form a romantic relationship, you create a boundary around your relationship that is separate from your family of origin. Yes. That transition is really challenging for a lot of people. And so I I really like what you said, Em, about saying, okay. I'm going to give you the space to tell me how you feel, how you want to handle this. And then we could talk about how we want to
0: deal with this as a couple. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's you creating a boundary around your relationship
0: to be mm-hmm. able to say, we're going to
1: tackle this While as a While also team. honoring theirs. Absolutely. Right. Like and,
0: these things can both exist. Right.
1: And I think so often couples get into like conflict if the kind of boundaries are skewed because that transition is so hard going from the boundary of your family of origin to the boundary of your relationship mm-hmm. and that there sometimes there can be control like oh you should do this with your family right yeah. like this right <laughs> yeah
0: i'm not talking to myself <laughs> that wasn't numb no, that's no. not personal at all here no. right <laughs> now we have to do a personal versus professional right, on that one. right, right. yikes like we so
1: often say like, oh, you need to do this. This is how I would handle it. So you need to do this as opposed to giving them the space to say, well, this is how I want to go about handling this with my family.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you could have a conversation about what feels right for you and what feels right for your
0: relationship. Absolutely. All right. We hey. take. I hope you got something out of this episode. I hope it worked well for you. Um, if you enjoyed this episode or you think anyone else is, you can send it to them. You can also rate, review, subscribe. And now on Apple Podcasts, you follow. No more wow. subscription through Apple. It's called Pretty Follow. Good. So you can subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast. Next week's episode, we are super excited to have on India Oxenberg, survivor of the Nexium cult. Um, she is in the amazing documentary Seduced on Stars. We cannot wait to get into what it's like leaving a high. I control relationship and situation and how none of us are that far. It could happen to anyone. So we'll talk to you next week and don't forget to grow yourself. You got to know yourself.